right, everybody, thanks for tuning in to the Docs Sportscast again today as we continue, uh, start to get close to wrapping up our division previews for the NFL season coming up today. We will be talking about the AFC North division. This division includes the Pittsburgh Steelers, Cleveland Browns, Cincinnati Bengals, and the Baltimore Ravens. Okay, uh, so we'll be jumping in here, bringing it down a bit. Uh, talking about some of these teams and then uh, the last division that we have uh, be tomorrow's episode and that will be the AFC East division Uh, so we'll we'll hop into that tomorrow and then we will be wrapped up right in time for the Hall of Fame game happening tomorrow night Um, well not yet tomorrow night Um, so yeah with that being said we'll uh, jump right into it here so the uh, Pittsburgh Steelers where we're going to start off Uh, Pittsburgh Steelers man it's old Ben you know, uh, old Big Ben Rossberger, um, does he still have it? That's the question, guys. Does he still have it? Uh, can he still produce at a high level? Uh, you know, he he was 65% uh, completion percentage last year. It's okay. That's not bad. Um, you know, they're definitely players we talked about in these other previews that have been worse. Uh, so the completion percentage was was decent. It was it was there. It was where it, it could be for teams to win. Other teams have won with that completion percentage. Um, you know, he averaged 6.3 yards downfield, though. That, that's a little, a little on the low side for sure. Um, you know, Mason Rudolph, who uh, came in, played in five games, uh, had 7.5 yards. Uh, you know, average yards per, per attempt. So uh, he, he definitely got the ball down the field a little bit more uh, than Brosberger, but uh, you're just seeing that he didn't get the ball down the field very much, right, guys? Uh, his long was 85, 84 yards, and that, that had to have been some from some breakaway breakaway play that, you know, Juju Smith-Schuster or, John, or Deontay Johnson or someone, you know, broke free and, and took it to the house. Um you just don't see him pushing the ball down the field all that much. He's not he's not mobile enough to get away from you know anyone coming at him. Yeah, he can still take a little bit of a hit, but he does go down at a higher rate than he used to. Um, and we've seen the struggles. We've seen the struggles between road Ben and, and home Ben. And you know Ben Roethlisberger at home definitely plays better uh, than he does on the road. So it's definitely a challenge that they're going to face again going into this season. Now you take the wide receiving core into account. Is one of the best wide receiving cores in the league. It really is. And you got a fantastic defense. You really do. It's a young, good defense. Uh, I think they really get after it. They fly around the field. Uh, you know, Watt is amazing out there, um, getting after the quarterback. And, yeah, you, you just got to think about uh, what what is missing from this team. Uh, the big thing that was missing uh, was a, a run game last year as well as, you know, quarterback willing to push the ball down the field and so that's where we see the challenges from last year um they did bring a new running back into town you know Najee Harris is going to be uh taking over the backfield duties there now you know I can't tell yet uh like I I don't know if I am a fan of this move or not for them um you know, Najee Harris was a great pick. Uh, I don't mind the pick. I think that uh, he was probably a good fit for what they have. I just do worry that, again, Ben Rossberger aging, and is he still able to do it? Maybe they should have went with another possible future quarterback because they got, they got Josh Dobbs. 
on team. They got Mason Rudolph on team. Um, you know, I, I just I just don't know. You know, they they did sign Dwayne Haskins. Oh my God, they were desperate enough to sign Dwayne Haskins. Um, you know, so so he's a part of training camp right now. I my God, if that guy makes the roster, that that's going to tell you a lot about this team at the quarterback position. Um, and maybe Mason Rudolph will be that guy to take over. Uh, when Ross Berger leaves, but uh, if I was them, I would have rolled the dice, maybe took another quarterback, because you had a, you had a decent enough running game, I think. Uh, really, to me, it, it really boiled down to uh, blocking when it came to the the run offense. Um, it came down to, to blocking a little bit, and uh, you know, it, it's going to be interesting. It's going to be interesting to see how that dynamic works in the backfield because if they can focus more on the running game and, you know, less on the passing game, that does take away from a weakness I think they have, which is, you know, quarterback and push the ball down the field. Um, you know, from a running back standpoint, James Conner's been the guy. He was the guy last year, 169 attempts, 721 yards, 4.3 yards per carry. Not amazing, but pretty, you know, he's decent. He's decent out there. Um, you know, Benny Snell. Uh, had 111 uh, attempts, 368 yards, 3.3 yards per carry. And and with Benny Snell, I really think the big challenge there was not the fact of, um, you know, production. I don't think Benny Snell's not capable. I'm a real big fan of Benny Snell. I think he can do a lot out there. But I don't think they put him in the best positions to succeed. Uh, when he was in there and he was taking carries and, and being kind of a lead back at times, man, <laughs> he, he's. I don't think he's – fit to be like a feature you know beat and bang back and that's what they're they're used to having guys who um are patient hit the line you know not super speed guy i think benny snell is a guy who can get some speed to him he can get out around the sides he can catch the ball out of the backfield and um they, they need to go to that but i don't think they've really done that all too much ben rossberg is definitely more focused on getting the ball to his receivers and things ever since Le'Veon bell left and and i think maybe it's just some adjustments for benny snell to play well again but again they did draft Najee Harris, who's going to take up a lot of that backfield. Now, receiving standpoint, they had a lot of guys who were very capable. Didn't have one player that hit a thousand yards last year. To me, that's more a Ben Roethlisberger story than it is the receiver story. You had uh, Deontay Johnson with 923, Chase Claypool uh, 873, and Juju Smith-Schuster 831. Now, all those guys are capable guys. They're all very good. Uh, even James Washington, who comes in there, gets some gets some catches every now and then. He had 30 receptions for 392 yards on the season. You know, all, all these guys are pretty good. They can get out there, really make some plays. Um, yeah, a lot of talent, lots of talent, and I think they're all pretty good when it comes to you know yards after the catch. Each of them had you know over 300 yards after the catch last year. And Jesus Smith. Juju Smith-Schuster, you know, himself even had over 400. So pretty pretty decent yards after catch. I, I think the team's got a good opportunity here. But we just have to see what Ben Roethlisberger has in the tank. And Najee Harris, I mean, they've got a decent line. I think they'll block well for him. But if that line can't block well, they got no run game. And then the, then they have to worry about, you know, can, can he pass the ball enough? Can... Rossberger pass the ball enough, get the ball downfield enough to be able to make some plays, and and I just don't know about that. So they're really going to need to focus on the run game, make sure it's a priority, and then be able to play off of that to have a strong, strong overall offensive game. So everything's kind of on Ben's shoulders and Najee Harris's shoulders at this point. We'll see what happens. Moving on to the Browns, okay? The Cleveland Browns. So 
the big question here is, you know, Odell is back. And can Odell work in Cleveland? And I know everybody's got a question about that. You know, some people are like, why are we questioning it? It's not a question. Odell's amazing. You know, it shouldn't even be a question. But the thing is, it is a question, guys. It is a question because it's been raised. And it's been raised because people have noticed it. Um, you know, Baker Mayfield did not go over 4,000 yards last year. He played all 16 games and did not go over 4,000 passing yards. As I've said on previous podcasts, that's kind of the benchmark. That's kind of the benchmark now to say, hey, I'm capable. I am a capable starting quarterback. You know, I, I can put up legitimate play. I, I deserve to be here in a starting role. And he didn't put that up. Now, is that due to a lack of talent? No. I would argue that that's not the case because, you know, last year for seven games, he had Beckham. You know, for 15 games, he had Landry. He had Rashad Higgins, who who played pretty well at times. He had Kareem Hunt out of the backfield. He had Austin Hooper. He had uh, Njoku that you know wasn't really played all that much, but when he was, he could be he could be effective. And and so I think there was enough talent there. I just don't know if he was capable. I don't know if he's capable. Plus, the team was very very focused on the run. So this could be an outlier. It could be an outlier saying, hey, you know what? We just didn't get you enough attempts. We just didn't get you enough chances to go downfield. His completion percentage was at 62.8%. That's that's fairly low for a guy you want to see be a starter. Um, you know, 65 to 70 is kind of where you really want someone to be. But if you're over 60, you know, it's manageable. It, it's at least, you know, qualifies to be to be good enough there uh at least from what we've seen in other quarterbacks as we've covered this throughout the divisions um 233 yards per game 26 touchdowns eight interceptions so you know 26 touchdowns and eight interceptions is is a good ratio that's a really good ratio uh i've got nothing against that he was sacked 26 times maybe they can get that down a little bit that would be nice but um you know pretty good regular season overall for baker mayfield i think he can be the answer but I think that they have to do a good job of putting him in the right position. He's not a guy who could just go out there and make plays and you know out of nothing. You know he's not that guy. He he's not a Lamar Jackson, a Patrick Mahomes. You know he, he's not an Aaron Rodgers. He, he's not that type of player. He has a he has turned himself into more of a system quarterback than he came into the league to be which I'm a fan of I I think that's good I think that's going to help him and I think that has helped him progress as he's gotten into the league so we'll see what continues to happen with him Uh, but from a rushing standpoint I mean this rushing game was sick guys I mean they had a thousand yard rusher in Nick Chubb and they had an 800 yard rusher in Kareem Hunt those guys teared it up last year now Nick Chubb only played 12 games and he had over a thousand yards that's huge Kareem Hunt played 16 games he had 841 yards the average carry definitely goes to Chubb he had 5.6 over Kareem Hunt's 4.2 you know Kareem Hunt actually had more rushing attempts than Nick Chubb so it definitely showed you know Nick Chubb's definitely the premier back he's definitely uh, the guy when it comes down to it but uh you know, overall production was really good from both of those guys. Uh, they both did really well. Didn't fumble the ball very much. Only one fumble for each of them, 
And so, you know, that's that's good. That's really good numbers right there. So I expect that running game still be heavy, still be focused on it um, this year. And, and I think, you know, they can really rely on that rushing game to keep them contending and uh, have last year not really not really be a fluke, you know. So receiving-wise, man, you know, that there was, it looked like there might have been a hole a little bit last year. But, again, Odell Beckham was out uh, for at least half the season there. And that definitely played a role. Now, Beckham only had 319 receiving yards in seven games played last year that is only 45 yards per game guys that's only 300 that's only 45 yards per game and for a top tier wide receiver a receiver that everybody says oh this is our guy he's gonna be amazing he's gonna do this he's you know he he's still a he's still all pro guy he's still one of the best in the league you expect more than that okay you expect more than that. And when it comes down to it, people talk about chemistry. You know, oh, chemistry with quarterback's not working. That's why this is happening. I don't care about that. I don't want to hear that. Get that out of here. It's ridiculous. Because overall, chemistry just boils down to, like, hey, are you good enough to get yourself open? And if you are, the quarterback's going to find you. Okay? They will find you. And eventually, it'll come around uh, where they understand you, you're the go-to guy. And so, you know, he just needs to shut up, do his thing on the field, focus on that. And let everything else play out. Because if he gets open, if he's if he's a guy that gets open and, and he's a guy that you can see making plays to, Baker Manfield's going to find the ball to get to him. You know, he's going to find a way to get that ball to him. And so you got to you gotta look at that and understand it, that that will balance out over time. But, you know, they're, they're, the receiver with the most catch yards was Jarvis Landry, you know, because he played the most games. Uh, pretty good, you know, catch, uh, catch percentage, you know, um, Beckham had a few more drops, I think. They're almost 50% on that, which is not all that good. But, um, you know, three touchdowns for Jarvis Landry on the season. Beckham had three, you know, in the seven games he played. So he definitely would have had a lot better receiving numbers from a touchdown standpoint than what he had. And so we'll, we'll just have to see how it goes. You know, Odell Beckham coming back. Maybe he can return to form. Things can get going. But I'm saying this team's going to have to really lean heavy on the running game they want to keep competing I, I just don't think they're at the point to rely on Baker Mayfield too much because I think it could hurt you overall now we'll move on and uh, talk about the Cincinnati Bengals right to me weakest team in the division in, in the division you know th- this is one of the tougher divisions one of the toughest divisions in the NFL uh, it really is, and I'll say that till the cows come home. You know, you got three teams that are legitimate teams that they they make the right moves, they get a run going, they could be legitimate Super Bowl contenders. And Cincinnati Bengals in any other division, they'd be a top two team. Um, you know, but th- this is a tough division. You know, the Steelers have been the team. They have been the team for years, uh, for for many years in there. Baltimore is now resurged up, and and now they are the team. So you got two top dogs in there pretty much every year, uh, and the Cleveland Browns are right there. It's a dogfight between those three to who's going to win the division now. And uh, the Bengals, I just I think they're a great team. I really do, but they're young, and I think they need one more year. To kind of get things going, I think, you know, when Ben Roethlisberger is removed from Pittsburgh, you know, that will change the the dynamic of Pittsburgh. Um, I believe that uh, there's there's definitely going to be some changes in one of these teams. It, it can't stay. It can't stay where a division is just so stacked. 
uh, with such amazing teams for for so long at some point it's going to break and uh yeah we'll see what happens you know history shows us that the cleveland browns don't know how to uh take care of their their team and keep it super competitive all the time um so that's the team i expect to kind of drop off <laughs> i i expect the team to kind of drop off but um who knows maybe maybe they won't maybe maybe they'll be fine and it'll just be a super competitive division every year. But, man, Joe Burrow has his work cut out for him. So he played 10 games last year, Getting talking about Joe Burrow. Uh, he had 2,688 yards on the season. So I don't believe it would have been close, but I don't believe he would have hit that 4,000 mark. He would have been really close. Uh, it maybe been a little bit over it one way or the other, just depending how things went for the season. Uh, you know, his average depth per target was uh, 6.7 yards. Uh, we, I think he needs to get the ball downfield a little bit more. I think he played a little conservative last year. He did throw the ball quite a bit, 404 attempts uh, in just 10 games. So, man, whew, rest that arm a little bit, man. I'd, I'd love to see them bring that down a little bit there. And they did have Joe Mixon go out in the season, so that probably helped to factor in that. But, uh, yeah, definitely, I, I think he's going to be fine. He's going to mature, play a little bit better. He was sacked 32 times in 10 games guys 32 times get that down please get that down that's absolutely absurd 32 sacks in 10 games not good anywhere you go uh rushing wise man joe mixon uh he was only playing six games he only played six games he averaged 71 yards per game and 3.6 yards per carry it was not a good season for Joe Mixon. Even before he got hurt, he came out of the gate pretty slow. He didn't play all that well. You know, he only averaged 3.6 yards per carry. That is not good at all. You know, if you don't average four, here, here, here's the rule of thumb. Here's the rule of thumb, guys. You got to average at least four yards per carry because they got to be able to give you the ball. And if they give you the ball three times in three downs, can you get a first down? Is that what you're going to average? And Joe Mixon did not did not do that. I mean, it was 3.6, so yeah, actually he did if you round up, but always round down. That's the thing. You need to get to that four at least. So I think he'll get back there. Um, you know, hopefully they can, you know, bolster the line a little bit. I do worry about their pick. I think that it is a big deal. You know, a lot of people say, oh, it's not a big deal, you know, that they didn't take an offensive lineman uh, and they took a wide receiver with their first pick. That's not, that's not a big deal. It is a big deal. It is a big deal, and I'm telling you guys it's a big deal. And the reason why is because this team struggled. Joe Burrow was sacked 32 times, okay? He got injured because your offensive line stunk. You need to change it and make it better, and they did not go out in the draft and do that, and, and it would have been perfect if they did. But I get it. They went out, got a guy, Jamar Chase, to come in, play with him that he's familiar with. Okay, I get it, but... Here's the thing. You got a guy, Aaron Rodgers, who's sitting there and can't make a decision, can't get wide receivers that he wants until he holds out, you know, until he until he threatens to hold out and not play and retire. But then you got the opposite where you got a kid who you just brought in, and then you're going to bring in a receiver that you know he's going to like. Guys, there's got to be a middle ground here. You can't sit and let a rookie or a second-year player going into his second year dictate how you draft wide receivers because he's done nothing for the franchise yet. And you need to make sure he stays healthy enough to produce. So I swear, if he goes out and gets hurt again this year, or if he leads the league in getting sacked, you guys are going to have a lot of questions. And I think that could be a possibility that they do lead the lead in sacks given up. But from a receiving standpoint, 
you know, T. Higgins led the team. You know, played 16 games. He led the team, uh, 67 receptions on the season. Nothing monstrous. Nobody uh, on this team had over 100 receptions for the season, uh, which is which is pretty. That's that's pretty bad. You know, you should have at least one go-to target, and they didn't really have that. I don't think they had a guy that they were confident enough in to say, "All right, this is your go-to guy. You check down if no one's there, he's going to get you your 50-50 ball. Go to him. He's going to win it." They just didn't have that guy. And I thought Tyler Boyd could be that guy. I really think he could have been if they used him properly. But I don't know what was happening there. They just couldn't find him in the schemes. Uh, so anyway, T. Higgins was at 908 for the season. Tyler Boyd was at 841 for the season. Uh, again, so no wide receiver went over 1,000 yards. Uh, it would have been nice to see one of them get over it. They didn't get there. You know, uh, Tyler Higgins, T. Higgins was barely within 100 yards of getting there, uh, so still pretty far away. And, uh, yeah, both of them averaged 56 yards per game. So uh, pretty comparable for both of them, which you do like to see from Joe Burrow. He did share the ball. He spread it around. Uh, you do like to see that, but at some point, someone's got to be your go-to guy. It, it will help you. It will help you from a decision-making standpoint. It will help you from a, a decision uh, standpoint. And what you're going to do. Um, so yeah, I think I think that would be good for him to figure out who's that go-to guy going to be. And probably going to be Jamar Chase at this point. So we'll have to just see how he comes in and fits in the offense. But ultimately, again, this team is weak because of offensive line. Uh, the defense is not astounding. And in a tough division like this, man, I, I see Cincinnati finishing at the bottom. 100%. So... Moving on, we'll talk about the Baltimore Ravens. Okay, so the Baltimore Ravens, um, man, last year was definitely definitely a tough year. Definitely a tough year for them. You know, they they did get over uh, the hump. They they you know Lamar Jackson won playoff game, and people were excited about that. But man, couldn't make it after that. Couldn't make it after that, right? So it was a lot of hype. Everybody was super excited, and then drop that game and uh yeah it was it was definitely uh frustrating to see for the year but man it's uh it's definitely good good stuff good stuff to come good stuff that we've seen uh i think they're going to continue playing really really well and if you're going to be excited about something you definitely got to be excited about some of the young guns out there patrick queen from a linebacking standpoint played amazing he led the team in tackles as a rookie amazing amazing player i was high on this guy when he came out of college thought he was going to be great i did not think he was going to be this good and he absolutely killed it out there absolutely killed it from a defensive standpoint so you know i i think this team is is going to do some great things uh the defense is going to continue to mature get better so, you know, Marcus Peters out there doing his thing as well. Uh, Derek Wolf, veteran guy out there. I mean, so, yeah, this this team will be pretty good uh, going into the season. I, I think they got a lot of stuff going for them. Now, they did go out. They drafted wide receiver. Here's the thing, guys. I, I don't have anything against against them drafting wide receiver. Don't have any problem with them. Um, but, but I think that... I think that the challenge here is Lamar Jackson is not a pass-first quarterback. He he will throw the ball, but if he gets a chance to run, he will do it. He didn't even have over 3,000 yards passing last year. He played 15 games, 242 completions on 376 attempts. He averaged 250 yards per game from a pass standpoint. Guys, it just wasn't there. It just wasn't there. 
and I really hope they can understand that he can play efficiently. He, he had 26 touchdowns, 9 interceptions. He can play efficiently. He was sacked 29 times, though. So this line didn't do their job. To me, they didn't do their job. That needs to get down to 20 to 25. And I get 29 some of the times because he's getting out of the pocket. He's making the wrong plays, running into the defense somehow. You know, the line can't really block for him all that well. So that will make that number go up. But um, he is not ever going to be an Andrew Luck. Okay, he's not ever going to be a uh, Tom Brady type of quarterback, and you have to understand that, and you have to learn to play that way. So, I think taking a wide receiver with their first pick was a mistake. Again, nothing about the young man that they took. More so, just about the team dynamic and how Lamar Jackson focuses as a quarterback and how he fits as a quarterback. I think that they should have went with another lineman. Or bolster up the defense. Because J.K. Dobbins played really well last year. He came out and was playing on fire to end the season. Uh, so here's the thing. Lamar Jackson put up amazing numbers from a rushing standpoint. He had over 1,000 yards rushing, right? Woo, amazing. Everybody gets super excited. Yeah. He averaged 6.3 yards per carry. 6.3 yards per carry. That was insane. But guess what, guys? J.K. Dobbins was averaging 6.0. He was averaging only .3 less at 6 yards a carry. That is nuts. That's bonkers. Okay? People want to be high on Gus Edwards. Look, guys. Gus Edwards played 16 games last year. J.K. Dobbins played 15. Gus Edwards had more carries. He carried a ball 144 times. J.K. Dobbins had 10 less carries on the season. J.K. Dobbins still out performed him in yards for the season by over 80 82 yards more on the season Mark Ingram's gone he gone so now you got 72 rushing attempts that are going to be gone from Mark Ingram okay I would say 50 of those at least are going to go into J.K. Dobbins numbers you give him another 5 carry you give him another 50 carries on the season okay 50 carries on the season that's another 300 yards based on what he averaged and that gives him 1100 yards on the season just over 1100 yards on the season that's going to be a great year so he keeps doing what he was doing he's going to be fine he fumbled the ball only two times Lamar Jackson fumbled it five times J.K. Dobbins didn't lose either of his fumbles Gus Edwards fumbled the ball once and he lost that fumble so you know, all, all of them playing really well. 53 yards per game for J.K. Dobbins on carries. I see that going up because, like I said, they're going to get him the ball a bit more just because there's not as many mouths to feed there. And even if Lamar Jackson does his thing, if he does his 159 rushing attempts, which led the team last year, you still got Mark Ingram, who's leaving, that 72 rushing attempts that is available for the team. Look for J.K. Dobbins to get a big bulk of those, and then all of a sudden now he's a 1,000-yard rushing running back, and that's what's going to do what he needs to do. So you guys, look at the numbers, understand it. Don't shy away from this guy, J.K. Dobbins. He's going to be the real deal, and he's going to do his thing for the season. Receiving-wise, man, Marquise Brown, I mean, he, he led the led the team, but it's not saying much. You know, He had 58 receptions on 100 uh, targets. That's 58% catch radius. That's not very good. Now, that can boil down to the quarterback throwing in the ball. Uh, that can boil down to him dropping some balls. I mean, there's a lot of things that play into that, into account there. Uh, but uh, he only had 769 uh, yards on the season. Mark Andrews had 701. 
Willie Sneed had 432. Big declines there, and then 266 for the next receiver, Miles Boykin. This is not good. It's not a good passing game. It's not an efficient passing game. But if the defense can play well, the offense can keep running the ball strongly the way they have been, I think they're going to be fine. The question I have is that offensive line, can they do enough to give Lamar Jackson in that running game enough yardage every game to run that clock out and keep them in the lead most of the game to win? That's going to be how they win games. That's going to be what they need to do. That's the game plan moving forward. Uh, you know, very, very solid running back play. Uh, if Lamar tries to be the passer, this team will underperform. If he tries to transition and be a pass-first quarterback, this team will underperform. And I'm not saying that all of a sudden he, you know, he needs to rush the ball more than he passes it. That's not true. He he passed the ball 376 times and only run ran the ball 159 times. But that is a huge percentage ratio to any other running any other quarterback in the league. So I think it's just a balance. It's finding that balance, keeping it close to where it was at last year. We don't need to see Lamar Jackson get up to 200 attempts. That would be nuts. We don't need to see him get to 175. I, I want to see him get down to 150 or less and then get his pass attempts to keep it above 375, maybe get to 400 if, if, if the offensive scheme allows it and the game plans allow it. Um but this team will be really good. They'll be very dangerous, and we'll have to see how it goes. My current predictions right now, um, again, this may change after we see some of the preseason, things like that. But I do have the Ravens, number one, at the top of this list. Let Jackson and, and J.K. Dobbins run that ball. Let them run, and they will run away with some wins here for the team. Um, you know, the Browns, I got them number two. They have a solid team. I, I think if they don't rely on Baker Mayfield too much, they run that ball, they play tough football, they'll finish number two in the division. The Steelers, number three. Man, I just really think Big Ben is uh, he, he's just too up and down. I think he's definitely showing a lot of wear and tear, some aging. Uh, I, I don't like the, the fact that the team has such great wide receiver play, such a great defense, but, man, quarterback can't get the ball down the field. I, I get it. you gotta you got to show a guy respect. you got to give him uh, his due for what he did for your uh, organization for so many years. But, man, I, I'm telling you, to me, it looks like he's hurting your team just as much as helping it uh, when you take all your games into account. So I do have some concerns and worries about that, and that's why they're at number three. And then the Bengals finishing things up at the fourth team in the division because, man, let's just face it, guys, can't pat, can't block for your quarterback, and that's the lead guy for your team. If you can't block for him, he can't perform. So that's it. We'll wrap up everything with the AFC North here today. Really appreciate you guys tuning in. Uh, you'll hear from us again tomorrow. Like, share, subscribe. Uh, check us out on Facebook. Uh, email us. Let us know what we can do to make the content uh, better for everybody. So thank you so much. Talk to you tomorrow.